Uh, go with me to Mark 2, verse 22. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Mark 2:22 says, "And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine bursts the wineskins, the wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins." Amen. Now, what does that mean? It means in order for God to do something new in us, we got to get rid of the old mindset. The old religion, the old custom, the old habits. And so we have to put on the new mind of Christ and we have to put on the new coat of righteousness. Amen. We got to get rid of the old. Look at your neighbor and say, get rid of the old. Because there's nobody old in here, so we're not getting rid of anybody. Amen. Don't look at your husband and say, I'm getting rid of you. We're getting rid of the old mindset because you've been trying it for years and it's not working. Amen. So that means we have to renew our mind. We cannot enter into what God has for us thinking the same way we've always thought. Something has to change. And so you've been wondering why you've been going in circles and going in circles. It's like you go around the mountain and go around the mountain. It's like you're getting nowhere. And so it's not because God hasn't prepared a place for you. It's not because God's not faithful to his promises, but it's because something needs to change in us. Amen. I feel like I preach this message all the time. (laughs) Someone's not getting it, guys. I love you guys. I'm just teasing them. But um, we have to change. We have to change. Amen? You know, we want, we want those things God has for us, but we want to we wanna sit on our seat and wait for them to come to us. We have to walk out our faith. We have to get up and begin to take that step, even though it might not look very pretty. We have to take the next step, even though everybody might come against us. We have to take the next step and believe God, even though it seems like finances are scarce. We got to take the next step when the devil attacks your body. You got to take the next step when your marriage is going through stuff. You just keep taking that step of faith. (laughs) Hallelujah. I put my glasses back on. <laughs> Keep an eye on you. But we got to change our way of thinking. Amen. Go with me to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, verse 22. It says, Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, Let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all part of the same body. And do not sin by letting anger control you. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, stop, quit stealing. 
Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Do not use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Now that's a lot to take in. That's a lot to take in. But we are to put off those things and put on the nature of Christ. We cannot live in the old way and expect to get into the new. You know, when a woman is about to get new clothes, they go make room in the closet. They get rid of the old so the new can come in. When God is going to do a work in you, you have to allow and let go of what God wants to do in you and through you so that, so that he can pour his spirit upon you. Amen. Nobody likes drinking out of a dirty glass. We all like a clean glass. I was thinking the restaurant when they give you a dirt and things are floating in there. That's the way we become when we allow those things to settle in our hearts. They don't belong there. And then you want to pour out to others, but what you're pouring out to others is not all of God. It's more of you. Because it's, it's, it's a hindered perspective of the word of God. I'm going to lock the doors right now. Make sure nobody runs out. <laughs> So, you know, we ha I have to share this message because we cannot enter another year and, and 365 opportunities to allow God to use us. When we're, we're, we cannot take the old baggage, the old pain, the old hurt, the old things that happen to you into the new that God wants to take you to. You have to let it go. You have to forgive. You have to allow God to do a work in you. Sometimes, you know, there's things that we don't know that we're carrying. Until something happens. That it just comes out of us. And it's not a good thing. When you're squeezed or you're put in a situation that, that is really difficult. And you thought, I got over that. I'm over it. No, but when you're, you're put in that situation again, and it comes out of you, that anger, that rage, that foul word that just like, blah, blah. because you haven't gotten over it. It's still hidden in there. And so God needs to remove it in order to take you where he wants to take you. See, we have to get real before the Lord. We have to get so real before God. Some of us are carrying wounds from years and years ago. We're carrying hurts from years ago. We're carrying things that people said about, about us like 10 years ago, 20 years ago. We're still carrying that. And we're identifying with that. And we have to learn to let those things go. See, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he gave you a new name. 
He gave you a new identity. But the thing is, we take off that identity and go back to the old man with all the baggage. You know, Jesus didn't come to help you carry the baggage. He didn't come to be like, oh, let me help you. He came to remove it. He came to set you free so that you can walk upright and see the direction that he's taken you. You know, sometimes we're like, it's too much, God. It's too much. How can you do this? How can you make this happen? It's not up to you to figure it out. It's up to you to trust God and just to walk as he tells you to walk. Step as he tells you to step. So what do we need to cast off? I don't need to know. <laughs> don't, don't, go, don't go telling me. You guys know. You know. You know what issues you need to cast off. You know, for some, it's, it's continued negativity. And you think that's just a part of you. That's just the way I am. That's not the way you are. That's not the way God made you. Don't settle for that. You know, you can, you can, it becomes so natural to you that you don't realize you're so negative until you're around people of faith and they catch you and they're like, oh no, you didn't say that. You better rebuke those words and, you know, speak faith. But if you're always hanging around negative people, it becomes part of you. It becomes so natural to you. Yes, Lord, I'm believing God for finances, but then you turn around and say, well, I'm always broke. I never have enough. Ne things never work out my way. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. The Bible says he shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. That's what the Bible says. You're saying, Lord, I believe. I believe I'm healed. I'm, I believe that this is going to happen. But then you turn around and hang around the same negativity. And you get sucked back in. And they begin to tell you, that's never going to happen. Why are you still going to church? Your life hasn't changed. Nothing's happened to you. You're still the same person. Look, you're always brought. You, you begin to doubt what God wants to do. You need to separate yourself. Amen. We're no longer part of this world. We are set apart. And until your mind is renewed where you impact them and they no longer impact you, then you can go back. Amen? Because you're going back to influence them with faith rather than them influencing you with the negativity. And I'm hitting, I'm hitting this aspect because it's become so natural to us to be negative in every area. And you know, this last week, uh, part of uh, most, all of our staff, um, we fasted negativity. And we caught each other. Like, no, you didn't. And no, you didn't, you know. And so we brought them back to, but it be, we became so aware of the words we speak that we had to change it. And so, you know, there's the areas in your life that God's going to begin to reveal to you that needs to change. Your, your way of thinking needs to change. Your way of speaking needs to change. Your attitude, you know, sometimes it's not what you say, but how you say it. Man, that has such a powerful impact as well. <laughs> I'm glad I'm only speaking to those on the TV. <laughs> but, you know, we have, to, we have to change some ways about us. 
We have to change our way of thinking. We have to change, you know, our mindset. We, we cannot say, well, that's our culture. No, we belong in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is our culture. We cannot make excuses and excuses and excuses of why we never change. You know, I want to get to where God has for me. I want to get to that place that he promised me. I want to get to that place where I, when I close my eyes, that's what I see. I want to get there. But it's not going to happen if I'm doing everything according to the flesh, according to my will, according to what I want to do and I want to say. I have to humble myself and submit to myself to him. It takes a sacrifice. And that's a word that we don't talk about anymore in the, in the church. It takes sacrifice. It hurts. It hurts. There's a breaking of your will that has to happen. There's a breaking of you that needs to happen so that God can build you the way he wants to build you. He can put his word in your heart and in your mind that when you get squeezed or you get put in a situation, what comes out is faith. What comes out is his word. When someone speaks negative, oh, praise the Lord, God bless them. When someone cuts you off in the road, God bless you, you know. It's what comes out of you. It's what comes out of you when you're squeezed. Amen? So we cannot, we can't take this old baggage into this new land. We cannot. Make room. Amen? You can't say one thing and then do another. You deceive yourself. James 1.22 says, but do not just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. You're not fooling others. You're fooling yourself. You're not tricking God and trying to be holy and then, you know, going out and doing the complete opposite. You know, he knows. You know, for some of you, if we were to go home with you, Pastor Kevin or I, would you watch some of the stuff you've been watching? Would you say some of the things you've been saying? I'm going home with some of you tonight. <laughs> but here's the thing. You might act a certain way around us. And when you're, you're out of here, you, you know, you're on your own. But the truth is the Holy Spirit is with you at all times. That's the truth. Don't try to hide things from him. He's there. The word of God says, do not grieve him. Do not do things that are outside of his will and purpose. You know, we want to create excuses. Well, this is the way, this is the way I've always done it. This is what I've always watched. You know, there were some things that, that, um, there was like some TV shows I used to love to watch. And I, and then the Holy Spirit began to just tell me, stop. You know, and I'm like, but I've, you know, there's nothing wrong. I try to make excuses. There's nothing wrong with this. And I kept on, this is, this is my story. This is my, you know, I'm not telling you don't watch it. You know, that's between you and God. But I said, I'm a, you know, I've always seen it. It's not a big deal. There's nothing bad in it. Or, and then, you know, no joke. At night, I begin to feel the presence in the room. And I'm like, what? You know, what is this? I've never felt fear. I've ne you know, I know what to do when something shows up. But I said, why is it showing up? And then the Lord reminded me, I told you not to. I was like, never again. You know, ne but the Holy Spirit leads you every step. When, you're, when you say, well, should I do this or not do this? Go to the Lord and ask him. 
go to the Lord and say, Lord, is it your will for me to do this? Is it your will for me to make this decision? Is it your will? He will tell you. He will speak to you. He's your best friend. My goodness, he's always there with you. You know, you're questioning so many things, but you know, you cannot override when he speaks. That's key. You cannot override when he speaks and then wonder why things aren't going the way they're supposed to be going. Why, if God said this and this is happening, check yourself. What did I do? What door did I open? Why are things, because God is faithful to his word. God does not lie. God is not a liar. So we have to check ourselves. Did, you know, did I make that decision when God told me not to? Did I say those things when I knew I shouldn't have said those things? Did I wound that person and not say sorry when I should have said sorry? Jesus. Another area, you know, is, is Jesus, help me. Yes, I need to. Hallelujah. You know, you cannot, for change to happen, real change, you cannot just drop things here at the altar and then pick them up on your way out. Either you gave it to the Lord or you didn't. And you know, for some, for some of us it's a process. Sometimes it's like coming here and just, here I am again, laying it down, laying it down because I picked it up, laying it down once more, you know, because we, we do that. But it's a process of growing. It's a process of learning. I'm not here to bring any condemnation to anybody. I'm not here to make anybody feel bad. I'm here to show you a better way, the way the Lord has for you. Amen. I'm not here to hit you over the head at all. But I want to see you excel where God has called you to excel. I want to see you do what God has called you to do. I want to see you blessed. I want to see, you know, that check in the mail. Lord, thank you, Jesus. I want to see that promotion upon your life. I want to see your marriage healed. I want to see those things that God has promised us upon your life. But I have to be real with you. I cannot just pat you on the shoulder and say everything's going to be okay. Just keep doing what you're doing. That would be easy. I'd be like, I'm done. <laughs> and not be sweating up here. <laughs> you know, we have to, when we leave things here, the, this is what happens to a lot of people, and I, I speak from experience. You know, we leave them here. God just does an amazing work. We know, we know that we heard God. But then we return back to the same atmosphere that God us to that place of brokenness. We return back to the, the place of you know, negativity, that place of, of, of where we really shouldn't be. Getting counsel from people who aren't even godly. Getting counsel from people who don't even know the word. Getting counsel from people who have no relationship with the Holy Spirit, where they're trying to read the Bible without the author. 
Well, doesn't the Bible say this? And doesn't it contradict this? And doesn't it say, you know, all these things. You don't know the Holy Spirit then. You're reading it without the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is perfect in all his ways. And so you need revelation of the word. I'm going to say this with love. (laughs) Gosh, it's really hot up here. Hallelujah. You can't hang around chickens and still expect to be an eagle. You're an eagle, not a chicken. So stop acting like a chicken. What does that mean? Oh, man. I think I need to take this off. (laughs) God has called you to be an eagle. He's called you to soar above the situations and circumstances. Chickens, all they do is look down. Anytime a storm comes, they fear, they run, they worry. Any any little wind comes and they're running. And, you know, they're always like, what what do chickens do? That. <laughs> say it one more time. <laughs> what do they say? Quack? No, they don't say quack. I get my animals all wrong. I mean it. <laughs> they cluck. I was close. <laughs> you know, they, they gather together and that's all they do. The eagle soars alone, it doesn't need people around them. No matter the storm, it, it hits it head on, and then it rises above, above the storm. It doesn't need a bunch of cheerleaders saying, you can do it, <laughs> because he knows his strength. He knows his purpose. He knows what he's supposed to be doing. But when you're hanging around chickens, all you see is the floor. Okay, let me move on. <sighs> Jesus. Don't use the way people act for you yourself to act badly. If someone hurts you, don't hurt them back. That's the old you. That's the old nature. That's not the new nature. That's not God's nature. One amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a hard journey, but it's so worth it. It is so worth it. I am not preaching to you things that I haven't gone through myself. I'm not telling you something that's completely undoable. No, this is a process. This is where God takes you. He's removing that stony heart. He's removing those, those pains. He's removing those things so that you can go and excel where God has called you to excel. So you can succeed. So you can shine the light of Jesus everywhere that you go. See, some of us, we've been asking God and asking God. And we've been living from day to day, waking up, saying the same prayer, doing the same thing. Without ever encountering him. Without ever hearing him. Because we're too busy talking and talking and telling him about everything that we need. That we don't even hear him. Does your heart break for what breaks his? Do you hear him when he says, go and send, send food to that family? But I need food myself. 
Go bless that woman with a new coat. But I, I need this coat, even though you have five more in the closet. You know, we all, we want to hear God and he's always talking. But are we listening? Are we hearing him? Because your life begins to change one decision at a time. You don't just get there. Like he doesn't just like throw you and you're there in the promised land. No, it's a journey. And some of us have been in the desert for a really long time. That desert was only supposed to last 11 days. And they were there for 40 years. And some of us feel like we've been in a desert for 40 years. But I'm here to tell you, enough is enough. God's ready to set you free, but it, it happens first in you. It happens first in you. It has to happen in your heart. You know, you, you do real well. You're doing great. You're serving God. You love God. And I'm not, you know, all these things, everything's good. But a moment happens that breaks you and you go back to the very thing that God delivered you from. You go back to the same friends that had you in the pit that were there to destroy you. Because of a moment. And so we have to recognize that in that moment, what's in us has to come out. If the word of God is not in you, then there's nothing that can help you. Outside of God, you will not survive. In God, you can do all things. Amen? In God, you have more than enough. In God, you, you have everything. It doesn't matter what car you drive, what house you live in, what, you know, what, whatever. In Christ, I have everything I need. And you have to begin to see that. That if you are in Christ Jesus, you have everything that you need. But my marriage is broken. It's okay. You're in Christ Jesus. When, when Jesus shows up on the scene, things begin to change. But when you begin to show up on the scene, things change and not in a good way. <laughs> It takes a surrender. It takes a complete surrender. Do you want to see your life change or do you want to go in another circle another time? You know, as we enter into 2018, we cannot take this stuff with us. I don't, you know, I'm really challenging myself this year. I was sharing with my husband, I, I am challenging myself spiritually and physically. Because I don't want to stay, stay the same way. God is not a stagnant God. God is a God of growth. If you're not growing, then something needs to change in you. Because there's revelation that comes from the word of God on a daily basis. You just have to hear it. So here's the question. What are you believing to step into in 2018? What are you believing God I mean, 2017 ended. Irma got a brand new truck. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you can say you were so blessed in 2017? Amen. But isn't 2018 going to be even better? We don't stop there. We don't stop there. Amen. In Genesis 12, verse 1, it says, Now the Lord has said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. 
I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. The first command he gave him, God gave Abram, was get out. Get out. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of everything that you've known. Get out and begin to trust God. 